I'm Luke. And I'm Marie. This is Colloquializing History. The podcast where we, you guessed it, colloquialize history. All of our sources will be in the episode's description. Yes. All right, so this is my episode this time. Are you ready? And if you know me, you know I'm like science math boy. That's this is true. That's my brand. That is how I've made myself here. As you guys will soon realize. <laughs> and so I wanted to do, like, not so much, like, I, it is history, but it's more of, like, a biography of this dude that's just wild. And I want to tell you about him. His name, I'm sorry, there's so many ways to pronounce his name and to mispronounce his name. So I'm going to mispronounce his name as Tycho Brahe. Some people say, like, Tuco. Or I've heard Tico. Tico, and there's also Brach. Yeah. But, like, Tycho Brahe is the one I heard first, so that's the one I'm going to go with. Mm-hmm. So, this man, he was born in 1546 in Denmark. And at the age, I think it was around two, like a very young age, he was kidnapped oh. by his uncle. And oh. his parents were just kind of like, what? And they just let their uncle keep him. And so he was raised by his what? wealthy uncle. Were, were, his actual, were his actual parents wealthy? His, I'm fairly certain. I've only heard this from one source. But sure. his, I heard that his, his parents were also very wealthy. And his uncle was very wealthy. So, and he was the heir to both of those families. Oh. So, he like Tycho was like a super wealthy dude. Sure. I the, it's the like statistic that's been thrown around a lot is that at one point he owned he had like one percent of the wealth in Denmark, just him. Wow. So when people talk about the one percent, he literally was <laughs> the one percent. Jeff Bezos shit up in here. <laughs> just, <laughs> Jeff Bezos. It's, and it's, got shit on Tycho Brahe. Tycho Brahe is like rolling in his grave or with Jeff Bezos right now. <laughs> yeah, really Tycho Brahe, like he's just a crazy party animal. But literally, quite literally. But like we'll get we'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> okay, so he went to the University of Copenhagen mm-hmm. to originally to study law, actually, but. And then once he got there, he witnessed a solar eclipse. Mm. And he was like, that's, that's dope. <laughs> As I'm sure I think we all would. This is colloquializing history. You got to collo- <laughs> He's like, that's, that's super dope. And I love space. So then he decided to be an astronomer. <laughs> so he started studying like math and science and physics at the time. Because this is the 15, like the 16th century. Or is it the 14th century? Is it the 1500s? Yes. Then it's the 16th century. Okay. I, I get those mixed up. It's very confusing. Um, so this is the 16th century. So, like, physics at the time had is not, like, nearly what it is today. So, like, it's more of the, like, Aristotle version of physics. Um, but, so, like, the things that he was studying, he was studying astronomy, um, but he was also studying things like astrology, Mm. He was also studying alchemy. He was an alchemist, which is pretty cool. So, like, turning lead and, like, mercury into gold. He was trying to do that. Yeah, but At the time, that was a super, like, legit science. Like, so, the, like, 
we nowadays we're like ha 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 alchemy, but like at the time that was like a, a very legitimate thing to be studying. Why isn't alchemy a legit science today? We know because of how we know um, materials work now. Because mm-hmm. like what they were trying to do is they were so like in the sense of turning lead into gold, we have done that. Like that's real. But in in the sense that like we classify elements by how many protons are in the nucleus. Mm-hmm. So we have taken a lead nucleus and filled it with more protons to make it gold. We've done that before. Sure. But in the sense that like you can just kind of like mix chemicals together and like do some hand wavy stuff and it'll turn into gold, that's not real. Sure. So like Nicholas Flamel. Yeah. He like was an alchemist. Mm-hmm. Um like like the because he story. was a real guy, not in Harry Potter, right? Well, he wasn't a real guy, oh. but he's just like a like a Merlin kind of person. Okay, sure. Okay, um, so he studied astronomy and math and all the other sciences at Copenhagen. Um, <laughs> and then at the age of twenty, he got into an argument with somebody. I think some. I heard somebody. No, I don't know. <laughs> um. He got into an argument with somebody else when he was 20 years old and over who was a better mathematician. <laughs> As you do. As when... you do. <laughs> um, and they're like, what? And then so they decided to duel. As you do, in the dark. Ooh, they, yeah. And so like with full-on broadswords, right? And Tycho Brahe ended up getting his nose cut off in this duel. What a look. And so what... Voldemort looking ass. (laughs) Voldemort looking ass. (laughs) And so he just got his nose cut off. And so what ended up happening is he went and got fitted for, like, a metal nose. And he just wore, like, a fully metal nose. No! I think at the time and up until very recently, it was thought to be gold. But we'll get there. So he has this gold nose that he's just wearing around and doing astronomy. And it's really cool. Okay. So, but he actually was one of the great, like, he's one of the great, like, I guess fathers of science. Because he, this was the time before telescopes. They hadn't invented telescopes yet. So he was sitting there with, like, his sextant just taking measurements by eye of like planets and stars and everything. And so his claim to fame is that he took such precise data. Like his data is so good that it allowed people like Kepler to he Kepler used the data that he took to find out that like planets moved in ellipses, which then Newton used to develop his theory of gravity. Oh, I remember learning about this. You know, the, the name sounded familiar. I took an intro astronomy class. Yeah. My, um, I think it was spring of my freshman year, mm-hmm. um, and uh, or fall of my sophomore year. And um, I had heard Tico Brahe's name before, and mm-hmm. I didn't, I couldn't like remember why. But that that was it. He took the ellipses stuff and how he had all the data mm-hmm. that different people then like made a lot of stuff with. Yeah. So like, we'll get. More about Kepler. Don't you worry. Oh, okay. <laughs> we'll get there. Okay. So his measurements were much more precise than anything anybody else had been putting out. Like he was doing it to the point where 
the measurements he was taking was better than the books he was studying out of. And so, like, he so he just published he or he accumulated all this data, and it was also good. And one thing that he was really good at is he um, worked out the parallax of a lot of different bodies. And if you don't know what that is, it's like when you have a moving. So, like, say you're sitting in your car, and you're driving along the road. So your car is moving, and the trees that are right next to the road are moving really, really fast past mm-hmm. your car. But the mountains off in the distance are moving really, really slowly. Oh, yeah. So it's that relative motion. So, like, if you taking the measurements are moving, and you know you're moving, you can use the motion of the other bodies assuming that they're not moving mm-hmm. and to to judge the distances between them so it's kind of like triangulating like yeah how depending on speed yeah so it, it is exactly triangulating um the the distances between the two bodies and you mm-hmm. um and he used that because like i said physics and science was at the point of like aristotle where they thought that the the heavens, so like the sky, was unchanging. So like nothing, like it was permanent, nothing about it would ever change. Um, and then at one point, there was a supernova that, like we know it now as a supernova. Mm-hmm. But they just saw a new star show up in the sky, and it was brighter than Venus. Mm. And it lasted about a month and a half. We know that now to be an exploding star out out there um but at the time they just thought it was like an it was in the atmosphere it's like it was some atmospheric phenomena but it wasn't moving which was weird so Tycho Brahe he used his like parallax arguments to show that it wasn't moving relative to the stars around it so it must be as far away as the other yeah so it must be as far away as all the other stars meaning like relative to earth yeah well yeah um, so that means the heavens weren't permanent, mm-hmm. which was a big like breakthrough. And so, so he also used the same parallax argument when a comet was passing by, mm. and he saw that th- it moved. Like so, like um, he noticed that the parallax of the um, comet would put the comet farther away than the moon. Which meant that the moon was, like, in close. And so, like, that was another big breakthrough, that the moon was also special and separate from all the other bodies. So he used um, all of these arguments, and he developed his own model of the solar system. Mm. So, like, there's the um, heliocentric model that we um, use today. It's like the sun is at the middle. So, like, Mm -hmm. that's the one we all learn in school. Sun's in the middle. The planets orbit around the sun. And then the moon orbits around the Earth. Um, but, and then there's the um, geocentric model that everybody else was using at the time, um, because um, this is what Aristotle had said: is that the Earth was the center of the universe and it was not moving, and everything else was rotating around it. But as we all know, with like <laughs> Galileo and all these people. Um, trying to convince people that the Earth is not the center of the universe was a big deal. People being <laughs> the, the Catholic Church. 
people being the Catholic Church, <laughs> there was a bit of an issue um, trying to convince everybody that the Earth was not the center of the of the universe. And Tycho Brahe did believe that the Earth was the center. Mm. But he correctly said that the moon orbits around the Earth. And he said that was correct. And he also said that the planets orbit around the sun. So he was almost right. But he said the sun also orbited around oh, the Earth. Oh, rip. So the Earth was still the center with the sun and moon orbiting around it. But the all the other planets orbit around the sun. Sure. So it was just another step closer to the heliocentric model we have today. And mm-hmm. I mean, we've kind of seen the solar system. We've sent out cameras. So we kind of know that's... Can confirm. We can confirm. <laughs> that is the correct model. Can confirm. Okay. Let's see. He did. That's kind of cool. Yeah. It's interesting that, like... Yeah, you know, I think we, like, take for granted now, like big picture questions that we actually do know about the universe. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But before we had telescopes, you know, people were, yeah, like manually tracking mm-hmm. planet movement and doing a lot of work with that. Like, damn. Yeah. So like how he was able, like, cause I look up at the sky and granted, I live in the middle of a city. So like, I can't see much at all. Mm-hmm. But like when I do go to like my friend's cabin, or something, and you can see all the stars. You just look at them, and none of them are moving. Mm-hmm. So, like, how... Like, it just baffles me how you could, like, look up at the sky and notice that that dot is mo- is in a different place than it was last night. Yeah. So, like, that's... And that's exactly what he was doing, is he was taking... He was looking at stars and measuring their relative angles between them, and he was he was just so good at it. Yeah. And he was actually so good at it that the king of Denmark gave him his own island research facility. <laughs> he got his own island. What was its name? Its name was Uraniborg. Oh, I've seen that on maps before. Yeah. It's like, it's its own thing. And that's where he did, like, the majority of his research after he, Because, like, like light pollution was less of a thing? No. I mean, I guess light pollution wasn't really a problem. No, then. it was just, he, like, the king of Denmark, he... Like, there's been accounts of Tycho Brahe going to other monarchs and talking, like, hey, this is the kind of shit that I'm doing over in Denmark. And then <laughs> and then he went back to the king of Denmark and said, hey, all these monarchs know about how good I am at science. Maybe you should sweeten the pot a little bit for me. Power player. And then the king of Denmark gave him an island to live to live on and to take his data. Smart guy. And one thing I thought was really cool, he had like a paper mill on the on the Whoa. on the island. I just thought that was really dope. Like why would he have a paper mill? <laughs> Couldn't he just get some paper delivered? I don't know. I just thought that was super cool. That is cool. Um yeah. <laughs> and then on that Island, Uraniborg, Uraniborg. I, it's all. Sorry. Sorry. Denmark. <laughs> Sorry, Denmark. Um, he threw so many parties. Like what? he was a party, and like you think of scientists as like this calculated person. Nah, this guy was a party animal. He <laughs> threw so many parties, and he even had a pet elk, or moose. 
Maybe. We don't, like, they call it an elk, but it may very well have been a moose. Yeah. Um, and he would, like, party with this elk moose. And he would get it drunk, like, all the time. What? Yeah. And he, there was one time, um, he got invited to this party, but he didn't really want to go. <laughs> so he sent do. his elk moose instead of him. <laughs> so were there, like, elk moose handlers? Like, did he pay people? I mean, probably. To, like, carry him around? Probably. I have, n- that, I have no idea. But he sent... Do you ride the elk moose? I'm sure it got ridden at some point during these amazing parties that he was throwing. Um, This really reminds me of that regular show episode, Party Pete. Oh, man. What was that one again? Um, It's when uh, they buy this guy to, like, lighten up your parties, and he just shows up and kind of, like, hip thrusts all over everything. And he talks like this, Party Pete. (laughs) Wow. Um, It's... It's really funny, and everyone should go watch regular show for the rest of their lives. Um, <laughs> we should rewatch that sometime, bud. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, we should. Yeah. No, so, I mean, it sounds like this party elk was party mm-hmm. Pete. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely was. So he sent this elk to a party, and obviously they got it super drunk. <laughs> As you do. <laughs> As you do when an elk moose shows up at your party, you just drown it in beer, you know? So this moose elk got so drunk it decided to walk up the stairs <laughs> and then it was also so drunk it fell down the stairs and that was the end of elk moose <laughs> he got so drunk at a party and fell down the stairs you know this is fun until you start thinking about the animal abuse implications yeah. of elk moose yeah it's a really it's it is honestly a really sad story but like it's just insane. It's it's nuts. It's nuts. It's funny until like Elk Moose died. And yeah, R.I.P. Elk Moose. Yeah. We'll forever live on in our hearts. We don't endorse like finding animals and like getting them drunk and Do like not and give pushing your them down alcohol. the stairs. Yeah, we, we're we, we're not all about that. <laughs> Here at Clocalizing History, we don't endorse animal abuse. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Um, okay, so he, at this, at when he was working at this island facility, he, like, had a lot to do, obviously, so he decided to hire an assistant, and this assistant, you may know, we've mentioned him before already, Johannes Kepler, he was the assistant to Tycho Brahe, and he actually just wanted to use Tycho's data, so, like, he wrote to him and said, like, hey, Tycho, can I use some of your data because I think I could help out with deciphering some of the stuff. Mm-hmm. And we all know how that actually turned out. Because yeah. he... didn't Kepler invent the heliocentric model? No. Wait. No, that was Copernicus. Oh, yep. There it was. Yeah. What Kepler did is he, like, came up with Kepler's laws, right? Yeah. Yeah. So he was the one that found that by looking at Tycho's data that... Um, the planets orbit in ellipses. Not just circles. Not just circles. Like, circles are ellipses, as we know. But, like, a comet flying around the sun, it will orbit in an ellipse. Yeah. And so, like, that was something that was revolutionary at the time. And that, like I said earlier, led to Newton's law of gravitation, which, like, showed that all of the orbits 
our ellipses. Mm -hmm. Like, using his, like, gravity is proportional to 1 over r squared, right? Whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Math. (laughs) I really like math, guys. (laughs) I love this for you. Okay, so he... Kepler came to work on his island facility, but they didn't get along very well. Oh, sure. Because Kepler was like, hey... Um, I would really like to look at some of your data because I think I could have some good insights. And Brahe was like, nah. You go... You're going to steal my shit. He's like, no, you're not going to get my data. You're going to work on the Mars Dilemma. Mm. And the Mars Dilemma is like, we know now that like the planets go into retrograde. Right? So like, the, as the planets orbit, we can watch them orbit through over like nights, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes the planets start orbiting the other direction. So... Th- like, like, they stop and start going the other direction? Well, like, direction. when you're looking at them in the sky, they're, like, orbiting, say, like, right to left. Oh. Right? They, they're they orbiting. And then sometimes in the night sky, you'll see them go left to right. And their model didn't account for that. Oh, is it because we're orbiting at a different speed than those planets are? So we're at a different place yes. relative to the sun yeah, so than we're, they are? Yeah. So, like, we're always orbiting, like, say, counterclockwise around the sun. Yeah. Like, in the heliocentric model that we know to be true. Yeah. Um, We're all orbiting in the same direction. But sometimes I could be on one side of the sun while you're on the other, so it could look like you're orbiting in the other direction. That makes sense. Okay. And But they just didn't understand that at the time because they didn't have that model. Mm-hmm. So he was like, no, Kepler, you're going to go work on this model. You're going to try to solve this problem. Why is Mars going in the other Why direction? is Mars going the wrong way? <laughs> and so he and Kepler did not get along, and they got into many, many heated arguments, mm. which we'll get back to later. Ooh, okay. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Okay. So uh, some other crazy things that happened on this island was he, like, wanted some entertainment <laughs> around and it's just crazy right he hired a person who has dwarfism so just like a small person named what was his name and his name was jep with two p's jep and he just like hired him and kept him around as entertainment which like today like that's that's pretty problematic. That's insane. What the <laughs> hell are you doing, Tycho? Yikes. <laughs> but he's just like, nah, dude, I just got this psychic man around here because he believed that this man, Jep, was clairvoyant. Whoa. And so he would just keep him around and just, like, do... Yeah, he would just tell the future. <laughs> I love this. I love every part of this. Um, Yeah, I mean, obviously, like, there's definitely a history of like, different, like, European, like, you know, courts, like, monarchies having, mm-hmm. you know, like, like people with disabilities yeah. as, like, entertaining, which obviously, like, That's... by today's standards, like, really appalling. Yeah. A really appalling social justice issue. Um, but, yeah. like, this, he also did it. Like, this is something that he did. And it's, like, that's just insane. That's, yeah, no, it's, like, an important part of the story. It's wild. <laughs> like, yeah. That's really interesting. And, like, why was he psychic? <laughs> Like, what did I he love predict? This. I love this for Jep. I love this for him. I want to know the kind of things that Jep said, or what he had to say, to have Tycho believe that he was psychic. I want to know that, too. I, If you have any information about Jep, please, please let us know. Yeah. 
I need to know this. <laughs> um, let's see. Okay, yeah. So now, coming to the end of Tycho's story. Oh, all right. Um, he w- op- like, was at a party, as he as does. You do. <laughs> That's just the man he is. And customs at the time, so like etiquette, say that you're not allowed, or it's very rude to leave the table before your host. Mm. Okay? So he was at a party once and he decided to drink a lot. Because that's what you do when you're at a party. And this man, he did not want to be rude. So he just, he really needed to pee. He just really had to take a piss. Tycho? Tycho, yeah. And he just did not want to be rude, so he just didn't get up. This champ just sat there in agony, needing to pee, and he just didn't. And what ended up actually happening is that his bladder burst. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> because he didn't want to be rude at a party, and he just didn't get up to go to the bathroom, He his bladder burst while at this party, and he died several days later. I didn't know that was, like, possible. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> that's Holy the story. Shit. Yeah. That's what that's what our sources say caused his death. I mean, what a chance. <laughs> like I can't like I've had to pee really bad before. Yeah. But like I can't imagine what that must have been like. Yeah. This man just to sit there and just be like, "Oh, uh-huh, your bladder's exploding. Your bladder's literally exploding." <laughs> From inside. You're peeing on the inside. Like, that's what's happening. Ew. (laughs) Okay. And so, but like I said, okay. But then in 1901, so this was, oh, and that was in 1601 when he died. Yeah. yeah. So he died in 1601 from not going to the bathroom in a timely manner. (laughs) Unbelievable. Unbelievable. What a horror story. And that was in 1601. Okay. Okay. So 300 years later, it's 1901, his body is exhumed for whatever reason. So they dig up his body to examine it. Do we know why? Just because they had more medical knowledge than they yeah. did in the past? Yeah. They so they to have. Dig yeah. up a famous guy? Exactly. So they, they have a lot more medical knowledge. So they. And decide to dig them up. And what they found, let's see. I wrote I wrote it down because I didn't want to be wrong. Mm-hmm. Okay. His nose is gone. It's his like metal nose, his golden nose is not there. Oh. We don't know where did this nose steal it? it must have been. Like Do well did was he buried in the nose? I'm sure. Like why like why would you not? Why would you not? And, like, also then, why would you point out that it's gone? Yeah, that makes sense. His nose is not there. It's no longer there. So somebody broke into this man's grave and took his nose. (laughs) That's, wow. Okay. And then another thing that they found is he had strangely high amounts of mercury on him. Like mercury poisoning? Like mercury. Yeah, so, like... That started to bring up rumors like mercury poisoning. Was he murdered? And so, like, one of the Does big mercury theories. Mercury poisoning make. 
So instead of having your bladder ruptured, like yeah. maybe he just got poisoned. Yeah, so maybe... And so the story goes, is that him and Kepler were got in so many arguments that oh. Kepler decided to poison Tycho Brahe. Whoa. And so that's what was believed to be the story. It's like, after 1901, they found all this traces of mercury, and they're like, did Kepler kill his boss? Hmm. Like, wow. So then, in 2010... Whoa! <laughs> this, okay. This man's body was exhumed again. This poor man. This poor man. Tycho Brahe. His body's dug up for a second time in 2010 and found... And what they found was that his mercury levels were non-lethal. Oh. So he... And that's not something that fades over time. I'm sure that I like they would have they, they would have taken it into that. account. Yeah. yeah. Um, so they found that the I think it was in his mustache hairs. <laughs> oh, I don't think we mentioned this. This man had a glorious mustache. Are there pictures? Are there paintings of him that we can put the, in the description? Def, yes, there are. Okay, okay. We can put pictures of this man in the description. I want to like, see the weird nose. Like, glorious mustache. Okay. okay. And in his mustache hairs is where they found this mercury. Mm. They So, they, like I said, they found it to be non-lethal. So, what we're now attributing the mercury to is he was, he was an alchemist. Oh. So, he was working with mercury before we know it to be, like, carcinogenic sure so like so that's what we now attribute to the high levels of mercury to or maybe he was taking some like mercury pills to help ease the pain before he died oh because like he obviously was in a lot of pain his bladder had ruptured allegedly yeah um so he may have also just been taking mercury pills that makes sense um huh. they also tested the area around his nose or where his nose would have been, and found that there was a lot of, like, zinc, which means that his nose probably wasn't gold or silver like people thought. It's probably brass. So, like, it's not super glorious anymore having a nice golden nose. You have a brass nose. Does it, like, like, why is that not as glorious? Does it, like, tarnish? Well, it's just not gold. Sure. I Yeah, I, yeah. Like not as having cool a as solid a gold, gold node. Yeah, but they did find strange amounts of gold in his body. So like, there's just like an unusual like you or I like we have some gold in our body somewhere, you know. Oh, cause like we're all like collections of space dust. Yeah, like yeah, that? right. Cool. Um, Love but that. But he had like a lot in his body, so uh, that is another thing where they're like, maybe he just had gold-plated silverware. Mm. Or maybe he, like, had gold foil wine or something like sure. that. Sure. But, like, this man was so rich. He's drinking gold in his wine. Love that for him. This man. What a way to go. Wow. Like, the man, the myth, the legend, Tycho Brahe. I never knew any of this. <laughs> it's so great. Party elk? Jep? The nose? <laughs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Like, this, like, just not at all what you would expect of, like, a father of science, you know? Yeah. Like, this, what this man did, 
like for the like astronomical community like or not even just astronomical just like science in general because like 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 i've said many times before what the measurements he took led to kepler led to newton which led to einstein so like yeah all of like he like was one of the founding people for all of Mm-hmm. All of this, and that's just amazing. And then all of the other things to go on top of it. To be such an interesting person while doing so many important things. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, and so, like, there's a lot of other weird things. Like, he may have been, like, having an affair with the Queen of Denmark. <gasps> like, but, like, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, like, unfounded things. Like, there's a lot of rumors about Tycho Brahe. And, I mean, I think it's safe to say that if you're... If you have that many rumors about you, probably you are a pretty cool person. Yeah. Like, and some of them have to be true, right? The party elk? <laughs> party elk is nuts, and I love it. Oh, man. Party moose. Party moose. Yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah, that's that's Tycho Brahe right there. Tuco, Tico. Tico. Thank you for listening. <laughs> Yeah, thanks for listening to Tycho Brahe. Well, I'll be coming at you with some more science history. Don't don't worry. I loved this. I loved it a lot. It yeah. Um we need to we need to do more of this. I'll have some more, don't you worry. Wow. Amazing. Well, thanks for listening, friends. Yeah. Again, you can find all our sources in the episode description. Yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. All right. We'll see you later. Bye. Bye. Thank you.